editor, former online and managing editor, and host of Top That Talk, award-winning journalist Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. It is 3 o'clock, a little after 3 o'clock on a Monday afternoon. It is time for the Talk That Talk radio show. Welcome to it, guys. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox. What the hell is going on with this mic? <laughs> it was fine before we recorded it, before we started. All right, but I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. See, now it, now it ain't got me all flustered. And I am in studio with two people. One person. Uh, it's his first time not only on the show, but by default, it's his first time in this new building that we're at as we speak. The Talk That Talk radio show now records from the Harry Reid Research and Technology Park here on Sunset. Justin Russo is in the building. Justin Russo, what's going on, man? What's going on? Thanks for having me. No, of course, man. Of course, man. This is our show. I tell people all the time that the purpose of the Talk That Talk radio show is to get uh, a, a kind of give the audience a glimpse of everybody. So depending on what the subject matter is, I'll bring you guys in, and, and that's the goal. But of home, course, home base. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty base. much. This is this is this is kind of a safe space. This should be the safe space for everybody. And then that familiar voice, you guys may know it. That is Daryl D. Hoop Harris. Hoop, what's the deal, man? Happy Monday. This is a. Uh, I don't. I haven't known what day it is for about five days. I, was I got, just about I to got say a different that. schedule for the month. It, yeah, man. and um, I, I'm enjoying a Monday off. I'll, I'll give a snap for that yeah. as well. Happy to be with y'all. Let's uh, wherever you want to go. Let's get right to it, man. Let's, let's actually actually wait. Did I lie? I think I might have lied already. Oh, so we're, we're already lying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, no, you're actually right. We're not even three minutes in, and I didn't already told a lie. Uh, so let me see, cause my mom sent a blame tip it in. on the mic. Word. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I told you. You told you it, it had me rattled. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. My mom's tip in. Let's go ahead and start with this one. This one is uh, simple and sweet. Let's just get to it. Life is too short. Grudges are a waste of perfect happiness. Laugh when you can. Apologize when you should. And let go of what you can't change. So shout out to my mom for that tip in. I think my dad sent the tip in today too based on what it's about. We'll save that for the end. But... We'll, we'll get started the only way we know how, and we'll get started with the, the, the biggest story in the city right now. And Justin, it's going to be a lot focused on you today, <laughs> because it's first, first of all, it's your first time here. Yep. That's first of all. So, matter of fact, wait, we need, we need an air horn for that. You know what I mean? We need, we, yeah, we, yeah, we need something Official for that. Official intro. Yeah, there we go. We need something for that. <laughs> but in all honesty, first of all, explain your, I don't want to say affiliation, but explain yep. your job with the Knights. So I was hired this year with the Golden Knights as a graduate assistant in broadcasting. So essentially for every Golden Knights game, I'm up there with Dan Duva, Gary Lawless, and the radio booth. We're cutting up the highlights, throwing them up on social media, throwing them up on SoundCloud, just to make sure everyone can get those radio highlights. You know, the initial goal of this project was to allow the radio stuff to, to really be fed out to a larger audience because the problem that we ran into on the radio, at least on the Golden Knights side, was everyone, you might love listening to the radio, you know, get that alternate broadcast in terms of the TV and stuff, but... It lives on the radio, and it dies on the radio, and they had no other way to save that content and share it for later. So if you didn't hear that interview in, in the intermission, you wanted to hear what William Carlson said or something, 
you couldn't hear that. But now we're we're able to do that now, and we're saving it up. We're throwing all the stuff up there for the fans. And so yeah, I'm up there in the booth for all the home games, and at home I got the I got the whole setup there. I got live audio we're cutting, and we're throwing them up on the the Golden Knights Radio Twitter account that we launched for the playoffs, and uh, got a lot going on there. Definitely, and you got something? Disregard the minutia. <laughs> this man is officially a part of the broadcast. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no, he. You know what's funny? Uh, I told you guys before. Shout out to Matthew Raftery. Matt is in Chicago right now. So Matt is it's funny because he's on vacation kind of. He still has a Stanley Cup final <laughs> to cover. But it may be over soon. So we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and speak about that in a second. But shout out to my guy Matt. Um I, Matt has covered the Knights all season for mm-hmm. me for for us, right? And this isn't the first year, maybe the past couple of years and um I'm randomly at a game. He whatever the case may be, maybe maybe a family, another little family trip. And he was like, hey, can you cover this game? And I was like, yeah, for sure. You just said it. I'm walking through the building, and I'm like, all right, I know these faces because we're, we're here in the city. But I'm like, this isn't really my sport. I'm just, you know what I mean? I, all right. I know it's, I know I'm going to be sold by the second period. I'm walking down the halls, dog. Yeah. I see one open door. This man is suited and booted. <laughs> now, first of Ready all, not, not only is he suited and booted, I'm looking. And I'm, I, yeah, you, you already know, especially coming from UNLV, I see the TV cameras on or, or the lights on. I'm like, all right, I'm away. <laughs> so I waited, and as soon as I seen the lights go off, Justin, Justin. Yeah, I hear this little voice behind me. I was like, dog, what is <laughs> happening right now? Like, explain this to me right now. What are you doing? That's such a funny journalism moment where you just show up somewhere and you're like, you know that face? <laughs> <laughs> it's, Bro. Def- it's definitely the Spider-Man meme in real life. Like, that's exactly what it is. I'll throw in, too. We def- we have definitely repurposed uh, radio broadcasts at my news station yep. going into shows and using that call versus the on-air call um, on top of sound and chopping mm-hmm. that up. So that does not – they all don't die after, yeah. the, after the, uh, <laughs> the stream ends. And shout-out to, shout to Hoop because Hoop knows this for a fact. Uh, I, and when you saw when you, as soon as I kind of handed over the mic to you and I kind of looked around, I was looking because typically I do this show with a yellow notepad. And on a yellow notepad, throughout the show, certain things are said. I look at the timestamp and I kind of get it together, right? Mm-hmm. We have been, I don't want to say attempting to make clips because clips aren't very hard to make, but considering how many of us it is that we, when we started and considering what we all do, that's one of the things that have fallen to the wayside. <laughs> so, of course, when I found out what you did, I was like, "Have you fit?" That helps a lot. <laughs> that 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 definitely helps in, in maybe a way or two. But uh, so, with that said, uh, Justin has actually filled in a little bit for us, and we've been very very careful. Uh, you've done a couple of game recaps, and I, I don't think anybody's done a, a column on the night so far. But you've done a couple of game recaps for us, and. We've been we've we've been trying to slow walk the dog in terms of in terms of introducing you to the company, but because you're so embedded with this team and you know this team so well, this team is up three one in Florida. I'll be honest, Monday, so a week ago, Monday, Mike Hughes, former Jacksonville Jaguar, former UNLV captain. Uh, I was talking to Mike and I was telling him that they're gonna. First of all, I think we might have agreed the Knights are gonna get a game in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest. I thought it was going to be three or four, three, either three or four heading into it, right? Yeah. The way that the Knights lost game three. Yeah. I said, well, 
Gotta wait for game six. Uh, <laughs> at this point, I said, I just don't think with the energy that's going to be in that building, I don't think you guys are going to take game four. Lo and behold, they did it. How did they do it? This has been a team this postseason that has only lost back-to-back games one time. They lost in game five and game six to Dallas in the Western Conference Final. They have bounced back extremely well through adversity this entire postseason. I mean, coming in, look at the first game they played against Winnipeg. Game one of the first round, all the hype going in. Western Conference champions, they play their worst game probably in months, and they lose that game to Winnipeg. And then they come out in the second period, or the first period in game two, and they're still not playing well. So we're four periods into the opening round, and we're thinking, oh, my God, like all this hype, and and this is how it's going to end? And they just flipped a switch, and they rolled through the Jets the next four games, and they've just been so good at bouncing back. They don't care about the environment. They talk a lot about it in that Winnipeg series as well, going up there. It's a whiteout in Winnipeg. It's such a hard environment to play in. They didn't care. They went right in. They got to their game. Bruce Cassidy's gotten these guys ready every single game to just face whatever adversity comes their way. And I think he did a good thing after game three is that when he was talking to the media, he said, look, I'm not going to have these guys look over X's and O's for game three. He's like, we played well. We didn't get the bounces. That it goes our, you know, it goes that way sometimes. We lost in overtime, so we said, you know what, take the day off. You guys sleep in. Coaches, we'll deal with all the X's and O's stuff. We'll bring it to you tomorrow for Game Four. Just take a day to reset. And they took the day to reset. They got the win in Game Four. So I think he's managed very well the emotions of the team and just been able to keep them on a one-track mind. And you look at the message, not only that he's putting out, but all these veteran players and all the guys that have won Stanley Cups on this team, from Alex Petrangelo, who captained the Stanley Cup team just a few years ago with the St. Louis it. Blues. Alec Martinez, Jonathan Quick, who isn't even playing right now, but he's been such a help to Aiden Hill just in the back there, kind of keeping him level-headed. And there's just so much leadership on this team, and that's one of the things that the guys pointed to as a difference from that first season to now. You know, that first season, they're you know everyone's out with the misfits. No one cares about us. We're just going to do whatever we can. They didn't really have experience. And, and a couple of the guys said, I believe it was Shea Theodore, he's like, we were just happy to be there in the final. He's like, you know, we, we were just – we didn't even think we'd get there, and we were happy to be in the dance. So now these guys have a different goal in mind, and they came into this series ready to go and ready to win. And first of all, this is not a question that I expected to kind of hop into so early, but now that we're here, we're here. Uh, first of all, welcome to the Talk That Talk radio show once again, <laughs> because we have reoccurring, like any radio show, right? We have reoccurring uh, conversations and topics that come up, and this one was a was something that I was very very interested in on Thursday, just kind of randomly. And Daryl and I was ranking the most honest coaches here in Vegas, and we were trying to figure out the top three. You want to give me your top three? Top three most honest coaches. I mean. It was actually between uh, Lindy LeBrock, mm-hmm. Becky Hammond, and mm-hmm. Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. Um, Josh it, McDaniels gets a gets gets some bail. <laughs> he got left out of the conversation. Along with Kevin Kruger. Uh, yeah, Lindy and Becky are definitely two good picks there. Lind- <laughs> Lindy will not shy away from telling you what went wrong with At the team all. whatsoever, and I think that's what makes her a great coach. She's very honest with her players, and, and they know exactly what they're going to get from her. But having been around Bruce Casty and just listening to him and this entire season, that man will he will go into depth on any question you ask him in that post game press conference. You ask a little question about you know how, how things went in the third period or something, and he's telling you about you know how the forward group needs to do this and where they need to go and how they need to forecheck. And he goes into all these X's and O's. He's not afraid to to spill his guts. And you know we we just um, we've just been so lucky to have him here this first year and and just have that openness and. Uh, it's hard to beat that, I think. And, you know, even when it comes to, to strategy or how he's handling his players, whatever, he he's not afraid to let you know how he's going to do things. I think that, first of all, I think you should know that Bruce Cassidy topped all three of our lists. Yeah. Like, he, he definitely was number one on all three of them. And I think it was actually your story. 
the fact that you're in June, you're playing for a cup. You're talking. About, I think I think it was 34 giveaways. It was a nasty number. It was yeah. a nasty number in the giveaway category. Daryl and I was laughing about the fact that the Arizona Coyotes got it. Like they're at the <laughs> house, probably like, Dog, oh yeah. What did I do? <laughs> I haven't seen. Strays. I haven't seen you since February. Like, what did I do to you? So, <laughs> I definitely think he tops the list. No, and it's funny too because uh, to fill you in, just I am. Me and Terrell, we both we, we were referencing our our hockey confidants because we were like, <laughs> we're not the guy. Yeah. But you have no choice but to kind of immerse yourself in it now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way that um, the season has played out, the way that the team has played out over the past six, five, six years. But um, at my station, I, I joke with a lot of folks. I got there and I was like, oh, they're 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 big ho- they're big hockey fans. About two thirds into the season, kind of post All Star break, I was like, hey guys, and most of them are Kings fans or. We're hockey fans before the Knights were here, so mm-hmm. the Knights aren't their team. And I'm like, hey, uh, I like this Bruce guy a lot. <laughs> I like this guy, Bruce. I like this batch. You're, we're leading the conference. Are, are, are we not very legit this year? Are we not? And yeah, no, but, you know, they'll have trouble with with X, X mm-hmm. Y, and Z. And it just it's a testament to everybody. Yeah, Bruce sure. shared a, another vulnerable moment with the media. He was like, all these guys even live together. So it's not a, we're not fabricating anything when it comes oh, yeah. to the camaraderie, chemistry, like you know everybody liking each other. Their wives and families and kids are with each other when they're not here. We have a community established, and that's an element in team sports that you just can't replicate, and that for is sure. vital for any championship team. Yeah, you gotta like sure. each other a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. You gotta like Do winning you? together at least. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if everybody has to like each other. Maybe that's the problem. Um, but I, I kind of agree with everything that you guys just said for a couple of different reasons. But Bruce Cassidy has definitely injected a little, a little bit of life, uh, a little bit of different life, I should say, into this group. And for the people, the the very limited people, I'm actually surprised because the cup hasn't uh, officially gone Vegas in Vegas's direction <laughs> yet. But I expect to get more of this because I've said this for the last two, three years, and hopefully I don't hear it a lot because if I do hear it a lot. I'm going to question you guys' sports knowledge, just in in, in general, (laughs) because I have said the Knights spoiled this city by going to the Cup Finals the first year because I said that inevitable stretch of five bad years will happen. (laughs) Now... I'm probably going to get chewed out because I said tracks, it happened. The tracks were looking a little loose. For a little bit. <laughs> About 11 months ago. For a little bit. <laughs> so, to be honest with you, this is where I'm going to get a little heat, is that I said that those five years, that stretch, will come before they hoist the cup. Mm. So, that's where I'll probably get a little bit of chewed out. I, all right, whatever. I'll take that little bit. But if you guys deny the fact that what the Knights are doing in their first, what is it, six years mm-hmm. of history, is just that. It's history. They have gone from, okay, that's the best expansion team we've ever seen, to, okay, this will never be replicated again, this stretch. We have to, like, honestly, the the conversation behind protecting players, and my, and this isn't even a, a, a hockey thing, just in all of sports, expansion happens in every sport, the conversation of protecting players has gotten so loud since 2017. Why is that? 
I think it's because of what the Knights have done. So, again, I've always said them winning too fast could be a curse for this franchise, but... <laughs> but, but game five. It doesn't matter, Game right? five. I was about to say, but it feeling? doesn't matter if they go ahead well, and hoist the, if they hoist the cup. And, you know, you bring up all the expectations on how people thought they were going to play. Bill Foley said playoffs in four, cup in six. He sure did. He, he said, said it to our very own Chris he, Matthews. He, he was going all in, and he believed in this team, and he believed in the vision that George McPhee and Kelly McCrimmon could build and the players that they could bring in. And this was... His goal, this was his timeline, and we got to say he's one game away from being right on time. He said it on a ranch in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and actually, Daryl just kind of went into the next topic. Game five, it is tomorrow night. You'll be in the building. I will be. 5 p.m. <laughs> I have three points to talk about. Yep. Well, that I want you to talk about in your answer. We just talked about what it would mean for this franchise. Mm-hmm. Respectfully to the Aces, they were somewhere else. Let's just let's just call a spade a spade, right? They're a franchise that has that have moved here, and the feather in their cap that nobody can ever take away from them is we're the first to ever yep. do it. Period. Bottom line, first ever parade on the strip. We did it. Asia Wilson made sure to let that reporter know. <laughs> I don't understand. You know what's funny? I I'm a firm believer that some trolling doesn't even deserve a response. Once I saw he didn't respond. I was like, oh, because y'all know me. I would have responded too. She gave him two options. She said, "You can edit this tweet, or you can delete it. Uh, just pick one." But at this point, what is it? What, what is well, you're this wrong? Of? Yeah, correct. What's the picture of? Because because it looks like a parade. That was when on your the girl strip. shows you the phone. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Triggered. Golden Knights game just five. Went through a moment right there. Both of us like I don't know why you did that. I don't know why you said that because as soon as you said it, I was like, damn, did the mic mess up again? Um. <laughs> No, but game five. Uh, I do have three points to talk about, obviously. All right, I want you to talk about, we just talked about what it would mean for this franchise, obviously what it would mean for this city. With all due respect to the Aces, this has always felt like Vegas' first child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just what it has always felt like. With that said, they have a chance to do it at home. And I think that's really, really interesting. And obviously, we just kind of talked about Bruce Cassidy. But you have all of those moving pieces into a Game 5 with the scrappy Florida team. We saw it at the end of Game 4. We saw it the entire playoff run. What happens tomorrow night? I hope the Vegas Golden Knights learn from the last series that they played. Same situation. Up three games to one. Coming back for Game 5 against Dallas. And Dallas took them. And they beat them by a few goals and wasn't particularly close in the third period. And they went back to Dallas and it forced Vegas to really rethink things, kind of reset and go back for game six. So talk about the learning experiences that they've had in this postseason. I think they can draw on that one and say, OK, you know what? We didn't do things right that first time. We need to find a way to win the cup here. But it's a lot of pressure, right? You don't want to say it, but you got one <laughs> foot in the door and you're like, oh, you know, what would it be like to lift that cup? How, how heavy is it? I don't know. You know, how's it going to feel? Exactly. Um, on the radio broadcast, we had Nick Haig on the uh, last game and Gary Lawless brought up. He said, you know, hey, Nick, you win one more game. You're a Stanley Cup champion. He said, well, we got to get there first. Uh, he said, but it did give me chills. That does sound pretty nice. So <laughs> you're always thinking about it to an extent in the back of your head. But I think for the Vegas Golden Knights, it's got to be from the get go. You got to take advantage of the energy in the building because saw in game three a little bit and one of the reasons they were a little behind in that game was because Florida had so much energy coming out and Vegas just didn't put together a strong 15 minutes now they put together a strong 45 minutes to end the game and it's the reason why they got it so close they were up and they were in overtime but I think they need to take advantage of that energy in the building because this is a Florida team that they don't care what anybody thinks they don't care what position they're in they were down 3-1 to the best regular season team of all time in the Boston Bruins in round one and they came back and won in overtime in game seven to win the series so 
they don't care to having their backs against the wall. They're going to do whatever it takes to, to send this back to Florida. You know, it's always that mindset of, well, we just get this one. Well, then we're going to go home. We're, we're going to get that one. Well, then we get to game seven. You ain't never know what's going to happen in game seven, exactly. right? So you just take that one game at a time if you're Florida. But I think for Vegas, they have to just kind of block out everything right now and focus on game five. They played a really good game in game four. They have to do more of that. Uh, you know, you got the weird bounce goal that the Florida got to get get it to 3-1, to one, and then they get another one from Barkov to make it 3-2. But right. I think overall, the last couple of games for the Golden Knights, even if you want to take out the first two at home, they're pretty lopsided. But I think we saw what Florida could really be in the last couple of games. And I think even with the loss, the Golden Knights played a lot of good hockey in Florida. So I'm expecting a lot of good things in Game 5 again. You got something? Game 4, it, it gave me a, a, lot, a lot more comfort than – I was anticipating watching that third period because I felt like there was one more goal out there to be had. Mm-hmm. And with with Florida scoring early in the third, I was like, oh, there's definitely one more out there over this next 16 minutes. <laughs> and it better be ours or it's going overtime and, you know, and didn't have to happen. They they held on. They they 100% held on. And that's, that's hey, you got the win. And – the other other note that I have, very elementary, but like you said, Florida's had some lucky goals. Mm-hmm. I think about the one at the end of game, at the end of uh, the second period in game one, that I think tied it mm-hmm. or put them within one where they got off the face off with three seconds left in the period or something. And it's like, oh well, they shouldn't have got that one. Yeah, shouldn't have get the pinball ricochet off the skates one. Mm-hmm. And those are ones that they needed. They haven't really beaten Aiden Hill or. The defense collectively, they haven't beaten them up around the goal, and they just got to do it one more time. They got to yeah. do it one more time, and but that that was comforting that they didn't crack, even though there was a lot of hockey to be played. Oh yeah, and they weren't getting the breaks on the other end, and they were on the defensive end for a long time. It felt like in that third, and it was like, ooh, can we clear it out, please? <laughs> can we get it to the other side? But. And and we we kind of just talked about it right now. Tomorrow it, it's a chance at history. Uh, Vegas has a lot of chances at history, and I don't mean the Knights. Like I just mean like the city as a whole mm-hmm. has a lot of chance. Mm-hmm. I ain't say build up to it. I'm that? not gonna lie to you. I <laughs> still growing up a Packer fan. Watch your mouth. Um, <laughs> it's only one of those. Uh, but we, we kind of just talked about the aforementioned Aces a second ago. Um, Aiden won. Aiden won to start to start the year. Uh, most recently, they had a 13 point victory over the Chicago Sky. And matter of fact, let me go ahead and do this really quick because I did not intro or not intro. I did not uh, do our socials because if you guys are watching on our Facebook Live right now, we have told you guys since moving into this new building, this new studio. The Wi-Fi is a little spotty, and when I say a little, I mean very spotty. <laughs> so, uh, as I said before, we are actively trying to get that fixed. But, again, if you guys would like to uh, follow us on Facebook, all you guys have to do is go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in Talk That Talk Radio Show. Once again, go to Facebook, go to the search bar, type in Talk That Talk Radio Show. It's pretty much the same thing across every other platform. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Spotify. You can do it on Google Podcasts. You can do it on where else? You can do it on Instagram. And then our Twitter is the one thing that's different. Our Twitter is at talk that talk LV. Once again, our Twitter is at talk that talk LV. Back to these aces. That was actually their ho- first home game on Sunday. Yesterday was their first home game since May 28th. 
just to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how long it's been since this team had been home, this team was on a four-game road trip. Um, I'm going to start with Candace Parker. <laughs> I'm going to start with Candace Parker. I asked her after the game. Uh, obviously, we had talked during media day, and and we talked about – and first of all, I said this on the radio show before, and this was – I think I called for Vegas to go after Candace prior to. I don't think I was necessarily a genius in the room by any means, but <laughs> – um, I, I did mention that at the very least, if Candace Parker gave Vegas 11 to 13 points a game, the league is in trouble. Like, historically in trouble. <laughs> like, if Candace Parker gives the Aces 11 to 13 points a game, then it, it's pretty much inevitable, right? So, I say all of that to say... Uh, we talked on media day, and obviously it's going to take time for you to get in, uh, get embedded with this group and find your rhythm on the offense, find your niche, whatever the case may be. And I talked to her after this game, and four straight points to start the game. Had an assist to Chelsea Gray for a three that put the team up 9-2. She played six minutes in the first quarter. She had, and I don't know why, well, I know why, the Wi-Fi. Um... <laughs> so, in the first quarter, the six minutes that she played, she had four points, four rebounds, a steal, and an assist. And I said, okay. I said, I see where this is going. She led the team in a – first of all, anytime Chelsea Gray picks up her first assist in the second half, you should probably be worried. <laughs> Because that was a question that was absolutely coming for Chelsea because I noticed it, obviously, when, when, when she recorded the first one and realized, hmm, the exact same thing happened in Connecticut. We saw the way this one went. This one, not so much. And that mainly is because Candace was, was the facilitator for this group. And that's back-to-back games now that I've watched Becky Hammond make it a point to incorporate Candace and get her touches in the low post early in the – or, excuse me, early in the game. And – it's resulted in, as I said before, four straight points on back-to-back uh, in back-to-back starts um, for her. But when you look at her final stat line, ten points, I believe it was eight rebounds, seven assists, five steals. I believe it was. And the stat sheet. It, dog. And and the funny thing is, <laughs> in the post game, I asked her. I said, "We look at this this stat line, and you've had crazier stat lines, right?" But just in terms of all-around feel, is this the type of game that you can use to say, all right, this is the game that it started to click, and from there I kind of hit, hit my springboard? And she mentioned it just in several other questions before, or several other answers before. She kind of kept alluding to the fact of, good thing we're not playing our best basketball now. Good thing we're not playing for a championship now. She said about, she said that, and along with Asia Wilson, she said that about four different times. So it kind of gives you an idea of where this group is. I said it to you guys last week. I'll say it again this week. If this team is sitting at 8-1 and one, and Becky Hammond has a smirk on her face saying we haven't got it together yet. You're in big trouble. I don't know. Trouble. <laughs> trouble. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I understand that the Liberty are now 6-2, and two, and they are rolling. I stand by this. If Brianna Stewart has to score 40 points, for the Liberty to be competitive, the Aces will sweep them. I'm telling you guys something. And it won't be a long sweep. I'm telling you guys something. <laughs> At the very least, it will be a sweep. And one of those games, like you said, you will leave by the third quarter. 
Put this team in the Olympics. <laughs> you you said it last week, and, and to be honest with you, this this group is literally stacked from top to bottom. Uh, Asia Lisa team. Candice. Sorry, that's the that's the thing with Candice. She's a winner. Period. And I don't think that her ego will get in the way of that in terms of what her numbers need to be. But if she's out there and the team is performing like they should, it's probably going to have her fingerprints all over it. And in one way or another, that will flow naturally. And we're all happy, you know, winning, winning cures all at the end of the day. And yeah, it might be a little tough to, to find whatever fifth gear is for this team. But yo, they're smoking they fools. Need to hit it? They're smoking fools in third. Will they ever need to hit it? I don't know if they'll need to hit it, but I think they're going to hit it at some point. And to allude to your point, it's going to get pretty scary there because in that gear that they find, I don't. I mean, there's already not many teams that can, that can compete with them that are in their tier, if you want to even call it that. But if this is a couple levels below what they can be, then they're going to blow by everybody. We we. <laughs> I was think it thirty it was and Mike four. Hughes with the hit, the record <laughs> for the Sparks, thirty-two and four. Thirty-two and four. Because I think they went up to forty games this year. Mm. It was thirty-two and four, and that was uh, Michael Cooper. Because shout out to Mike Hughes. We, I, it's funny because I was about to go back to that conversation. He asked me on Monday uh, when that loss to Connecticut would have been their twelfth straight win, going back to last season, which right. obviously would have tied a franchise record. And before I could even get my 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 feelings out about this, Mike hopped in and was like, "Well, do you think that at some point this season they catch it?" I said, "No, they're gonna catch that. I'm telling you something. <laughs> there again, this gr- it's it's really weird. What was? Oh, it's the mic stand. It, it happens. <laughs> just a little sound effect there. Yeah, I was just about to say, are you playing a piano right now? Like, what was that? <laughs> that was beautiful. Honestly, that, honestly, I was about to say, I kind of <laughs> liked it. Like, I don't know." Um, but I talked to Lindy about it last year and we kind of had a laugh and I told her like, it's kind of weird, not weird, but not since Cerritos football where I covered a team that like, with all due respect to winning teams, right? It gets hard to write about you guys. Like, what do I say? Like, what do I pinpoint? What do I highlight? (laughs) And I was kind of telling Lindy, like, I know these, I know you're tired of these questions. Like, it went from a 15-game win streak to a 20-game win streak to a 22-game win streak. Doug, I know she's looking at me like, the goal is to keep winning. We're winning. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. And it, I kind of feel the exact same way with this Aces group. It I, Again, in all due respect, with all due respect, we, we talk about this team not playing their best basketball. Maybe New York isn't playing theirs right now either. So maybe they find a way to kind of get it moving all the way around. I know Sabrina Unescu just had 32 points most recently. So maybe they are going to start to kind of fill, uh, kind of move the ball around and kind of fill out the stat sheet amongst other people. However, this Aces group, just in terms of, as Daryl just said, in terms of the regular season, it just appears like a foregone conclusion. I, I just don't. Again, you guys know, at least maybe you don't know just yet, but I'm looking at Washington. And I don't care what their record is. I don't care what teams beat Washington. I look at the way Washington is made up. I look at the way that this Aces team is made up. I don't want to say luck, but this Aces team is very fortunate to not have seen Washington last year. John Cole dipped, did she not? She is. She's in New York. Right. You wouldn't know, would you? (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) I just, I'm telling you something. (laughs) I'm telling you something. That is an MVP, and Stewie has 45, and that's the conversation. Yeah. 
And Sabrina's doing Sabrina things. Dog, what are we? What are we? All right, man. <laughs> three games. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, so if they don't figure it out in three games, Candace doesn't even have to figure it out, and it still might be three games. Um, but the Aces are back in action on Saturday, or almost said Saturday, on Thursday, 7 p.m. from the house, Michelob Ultra Arena. The Seattle Storm are back in town. Or excuse me, they're, well, yeah, they're back in town, but they're in town for the first time this year. This is the second time that they're actually playing this year. If you guys are wondering how that first one uh, played out to open the year, it was a 41-point victory <laughs> for Las Vegas. Um, somebody asked me at, at the first Aces game, ring night, uh, what team finishes with the worst record in the league, Minnesota or Seattle? You guys want to give it a crack? Can we just, like, cheer the fever that is probably not going to be Indiana? Can we just, hey. like, applaud them for once? It's a little early. <laughs> and I think, Seattle, I think Seattle still has some hoopers. <laughs> All right, I don't want to disrespect anybody. They, they, they've had the captain there for almost two decades. They, yeah, they, they might they might need three or so weeks to figure it out. They might need yeah, a month, take a little time to figure it out without Sue Bird. All right, uh, you forgot to mention Brianna Stewart and Stewie. Um, I'll say this. All right, how do I say this? <laughs> how do I say this respectfully? <clears throat> Give me a moment. Word. I I don't think athletes uh, fake injuries. I've always said that. I do think sometimes if you if you tweak your ankle and you're surrounded by dogs, they got me. I could probably go out there and be half hearted, and maybe they maybe they got. If you want to be with your dogs. Sometimes you tweak that ankle, and you look around and you go. Show me something. These ain't my dogs. <laughs> Just show me something. I look at Jewel Lloyd. And that's who I'm looking at as well. That, that's why I wanted to save them from the worst record conversation. Dog. Because she's a hooper. It is not her fault. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> she nursing an ankle? She, now she is, I believe. I think it's a foot or an ankle. I could be wrong. But she, she, she said at the last game. And if I was her, I would have took a game or two. Just to sit back and watch. And then I would come back and I would go back to doing my thing because, unfortunately, you got to get me out of here. Yeah, no, uh, greatness can, can <laughs> sit back and say. got to get me the hell out of here. All right, what I'm not about to be a part of is this. Everybody's not <laughs> dipping in one year. <laughs> nah, we're not doing it. Everybody's not dipping in one year, dog. We're not going to go from second round of the postseason to worst record. In, I don't give a damn if it is 12 teams. That's not going to happen. <laughs> if I'm Jewel, yeah, maybe I do need to ice this angle one more game. We'll monitor it. Never mind. I'm going <laughs> to let whatever just be. I'm going to let whatever is. Let that is. breathe. Yeah, I'm going to let that just be what it is. Um, NBA Finals. Uh, another final series that may go ahead and wrap up in five. And the foregone conclusion was Denver, right? And, and this is the funny part because, <laughs> Justin, I, I don't think you uh, – well, you weren't on the show – Last week, and I think this was a hoops episode, but um, Denver has the same feel. Denver has had the same feel as a Utah, as a Phoenix, even as a number one seed. Most basketball fans look and go, eh. <laughs> the Lakers at seven was a more attractive pick than Denver at one. And I know a lot of people will say, oh, well, 
oh, well, you're just stuck on the LeBron train or you're living in the past, so similar to what I just said with the Utahs, the Phoenix, the Denvers. Say what you want. Everybody, at least in my humble opinion, in terms of sports, has a certain team that you just look at and say, mm, got to show me. Mine's is the LA Chargers. Just is what it is. Uh, I'm on. I'm on that. I mean, you I'm guys right next can to you, go eighteen right and zero. Seven. How many gotta games? Prove, we, how many weeks? How many weeks we play? Seventeen and zero. Eighteen yeah. and zero. You can. We can give you an extra week. I don't care. You can go the entire regular season without winning a game. I'm gonna look at the entire <laughs> roster and go. Mm. You got a couple more. Yeah, I don't. I don't really believe you. I don't yeah. really believe you yet. And Denver, with all due respect, that has been on their back all year long. And the funny thing is. I mentioned it last week. You looked at certain moments and you looked at Milwaukee and you went, oh, that's the best team in basketball. Then you looked at Boston in certain moments and went, that's the best team in basketball. You looked at the Warriors in certain moments and went, those are the champions for a reason. You even looked at Philly when James got it together and was like, hmm, could this be the year? The one steady team throughout the year was Denver. Whether you talked about them or you didn't talk about them, they've been there. And people want to talk about being battle-tested and things of that nature. I'm going to continue to go back to the point that I've made time and time again five years ago. Five years ago? Bubble? No. Six years ago. I think you was on here. Uh, Everybody's asking who's the face of the league after LeBron leaves. Everybody was trying to pick a name, pick a name, pick a name. I said last week, and I will say it again, the next face of the league is not a face. The next face of the NBA league is a bunch of flags stitched together. That's the next face of the mm-hmm. league. Because when people said that last year, or uh, excuse me, six years ago, who's the next face of the league? Giannis. Oh, well, he got to prove it to me. Well, Luca. Oh, well, he got to prove it to me. Jokic, people laughed. No, this is hilarious, dude. Because like you said, in no other sport are like the biggest fans such looky-loos like during the year because I once we get to this point, I wish we just had a time machine to go back. Not even that far. Let's just go back to January because y'all weren't watching the Nuggets. <laughs> I wasn't, and <laughs> I'm. But you are. But you're aware. You're aware. You yeah, know. What I mean, you're a part of this conversation. But it's you know, it's it's the passing comments when you said they've been the most consistent team this year. They've been the most consistent team for the past five seasons in terms of what they do. And their result at the end of the year is only a product of whether it's injuries, whether it's we lost to the champions, or we were still building. Yeah. And now we figured it out. But Jokic has never been figured out. It doesn't look like you're going far from it. No. <laughs> it doesn't. And you know what? And as I said before about the about the faces, right? Or the yeah, the face of the league and things of that nature. But what people were saying six years ago was they gotta win MVPs. Check, 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 give check, me check, the, check. Give, right me the, give me the last five MVPs. Go ahead and tell me. Um, they got to win championships. Giannis already got one, and it looks like Jokic is about to. So, fast forward to now, it looks like that time is here. And I said that last week, and I probably will say it for the next three months. We're hammering. The media's hammering this today. I think Miami's going in there and getting a dub tonight. I will. I hope they do. I think they are. I hope they do. a little bit of a series. Whereas I think the Panthers are not going to extend this series in Vegas. I think Miami is. And that's more like the NBA as well. Just to Mm -hmm. to swerve you just when everybody got on the same boat. Yep. 
Oops, no, we're gonna we're just gonna extend <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, we we need another day. We need another day or two of of, uh, of content and major look. If Miami was to see, no, I don't. I, I don't want to get to it. I don't want to. Tyler Hero's upgraded tonight. I do don't not think. And this is the weird part. I know we've heard athletes say they don't care about certain things. Right? Oh, I don't care about this. That I don't care about this. That I don't care about this. That. Uh, I actually said Jokic's first MVP should have went to Joel Embiid, or was it the second one? One of them. Um, Joel said one year that he didn't care about the award. And I said, you're lying. <laughs> and I'm not even in Philly, and I know that you're lying. Jokic has said that for the last two years, and I truthfully believe him. Jokic isn't, get, Jokic isn't going home without a dub tonight. We shall see. We shall see. So just to elaborate on that and why I maybe think that Miami is, I just think they're going to stay. I think that team is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at the wall tonight, which we don't expect anything less from a team in a closeout game. For sure. And it will probably not come down to Jokic tonight is, is what I think for Denver. It's will you get – which they have, and that's why they're here, and they know what they do, and I've been banging that drum on that team this whole postseason. But it it will be, all right, Eric Gordon, are you ready to hit those shots again? Mm-hmm. All right, because, you know, I made this analogy throughout the playoffs that the sliders change as a series gets into the latter games. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, with the, the home crowd behind you at first, those first two games, it, it feels great. I'm ready to get, throw these shots up. Like, I, you know, I'm hit, I hit the court two hours ago. I'm juiced. I, I don't need a break. I don't need right. a sub, anything like that. Screw these guys. I You know, by game five, once that familiarity sits in and the, the pressure sits in, the ball just does different things in midair and at the rim. I hate and to say it. They will have – Jokic is unfazed. It, okay, so based on what you just said – it, let's just say that they take away Jokic, right? Because they've, they've done it once, and when they, the only way to take away Jokic is to make him not be a facilitator, which is kind of weird. Just to let him get 40? Just, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. let him kind of go crazy. Um, last time they did that to somebody was Kobe. Um, but uh, I would love to say James, too, but I feel like James, during that stretch, his offensive stretch, I feel like James, like 40 and 10 was just guaranteed. Like, that's why, mm-hmm. yeah, James is in a different stratosphere for that, for, for that run. But... Uh, I, I look back to what you just, or I think back to what you just said about Jokic. Let's just say that they do eliminate Jokic. I do believe, especially playing at home, getting a game for that. I'm gonna be honest. I, I think 75 percent of uh, percent of people did not think they were gonna get. They thought they would still win the series in six. They didn't think they were gonna get game four in Miami. Now, because of that, you get that energy. We just talked about it with, with the, talked about it with the Knights. Yep. You talk about sliders. At some point, it's too many people to guard. You know whose slider is all the way to the right right now? Jamal Murray. Bruce Brown. 21 last game. So what's going to happen if – because Jimmy can only do so much, right? Kyle Lowry can only do so much. What happens when you put Kyle Struess on him? Or excuse me, uh, Max Struess on him? What happens when you put Gabe Vincent on him? Or what happens when you have to put one of them on Michael Porter Jr.? Now – KCP. I think <laughs> somebody so. that hey. you're not expecting is going to go off tonight. I, my prediction is Bruce Brown, but Michael Porter Jr. very well could be it. Could be I, mean, more. I think you just go back to the averages, right? So you look at Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, like, did nothing in the last game. They're going to yeah. do something. You, you just have to think that they're going to bounce back in some yeah. way. And I think you go back to, you know, kind of what I said about the Knights and how that last series, you know, they're going to learn from that. Knights have a lot of guys on that team that have won a Stanley Cup and kind of recalibrate here. 
you know, KCP on the Nuggets, who's won a championship, and a lot of guys that haven't been in this position before. So as much as we love Jokic's mentality and say that he's unfazed and he's just got, he's just going to go out there and get it done. You never know how you're going to respond in that type of situation because you can think one thing and then you walk out onto that court and there's 18,000 people yelling and screaming for you to win a championship and something might change there. Like you said, the ball ball might do something different. So I think it could certainly go back to Miami for at least another game. I guess it's just my character at this point in, in the in the documentary of the se- of the season, but I, I, I just <laughs> I like want to be the person to that give reminds it to everybody, <laughs> guys, let's not – be shocked that might let's please when the fourth quarter comes and they pull off a seven point comeback can we not all simultaneously lose our minds <laughs> be like we like this was unfathomable or like yeah. it wasn't within reach and that's those are just the the factors into the game in the beating Miami you have to beat them you know every quarter like a quarter that isn't a four to five point margin of victory for the Nuggets I kind of score for Miami because if the fourth in the fourth quarter if they're within eight with less than 10 minutes left, you got yourself a game. And you still need to then execute. You, can't say you still often. need to execute in order right. to get it done. So it's like, mm-hmm. unless until I see that they are stomped out, you know, before that fourth quarter even, unless we get double-digit lead going to the fourth quarter, I kind of expect this game to come down to the last five minutes either way. And I just am, will not be surprised. They got a lot of variance on this team, too. Guys are going to put up shots confidently tonight. Duncan, Max, Gabe, Kevin Love. Well, I mean, you, I think you we're getting a Lowry shoot. game. They're <laughs> gonna put them, shoot. They're gonna put them up, and I think some are gonna drop tonight. And we, I think we'll just have a game. I, I love it that we're all finally aware of who Nikola Jokic is, how to say his name, where he's from, <laughs> yeah. what his stat lines, his, his accomplishments and accolades. Good job, everybody. You, you've caught up to, well, to the class. Well, since you're addressing, <laughs> since you're uh, addressing everybody, let me also go ahead and address everybody and say, if you're like me. And you're kind of split on this because my analytical brain, obviously, in terms of my career, I said Denver in six going into this. My heart would love to see Miami do it in any capacity just for the story. So let's just say that you're at home and you're split. You should probably be like me and understand the fact and root for the fact that if Denver wins, we get drunk Jokic on national TV. (laughs) I'm signing up for that every year. Dog, are you kidding me? It has to happen. I want him to have a personal GoPro. (laughs) Like, I want to know everything that Nikola Jokic does at the parade. He's going to be so lit, dog. I don't want to see a panel post-game. I don't want to see the guys at the desk. I just want (laughs) Nikola Jokic live feed in the locker room after the game. That's all I want. So so Jokic is, what, 6'11", right? 6'11"? Big. (laughs) Big as hell. So over under two times that he slips. I'm not going to say falls, but he slips. I'll take the over on that one. Two times? I Oh, I think he's going to be sloppy. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to live his best. His brother's going to have to hold him. That center of mass is just so high. You, know, that, that you, you can't get low be, to the ground like that. It's, it's going to wobble a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I think he's going to trip <laughs> getting on the bus. I think he's going to trip trying to talk to fans. It's going to be hilarious, bro. That team celebrating the championship is, is going to be an interesting group. You got Jokic. <laughs> For sure. You got Jamal Murray. You're going to have DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson sit on the back of the bus, and people are going to oh, be yeah. like, dog, they're there? Reggie Jackson's from Denver. <laughs> He's in his hometown. <laughs> I did not know that. I'm sorry. I did not know that. Michael Porter Jr. is a rather polar individual on the internet. <laughs> Very. For several yeah. different reasons. Even amongst Denver, his peers. The city of Denver. You got Mike, Mike Malone might have to get – 
they might have to drop the feed because of what he's going to say on national TV tonight. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, yeah, I'm happy that you said that because th- this is what I don't. Okay, I, all right. I'll just call it spade a spade. Uh, and then we can slowly move on. We're getting out of the first hour to talk that talk radio show and heading into the second one. Um, I don't necessarily like this part of it. We've all played sports just in our neighborhood, whatever the case may be. I don't know about you guys, but we used to play against the other block. So if y'all come over here and nine times out of ten, y'all leave with an L, that one time y'all get a dub, Y'all don't get to talk. Y'all better not start talking. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike Malone has felt like Bro, he's going to talk for 12 months, bro. No, I mean, what I, what I always say, when <laughs> once you're the champ, you're the champ. But right, right. It's going to be a way listening this. to it. He better finish this. First question to Mike Malone, if they win, better be about the Lakers. I need to know what he thinks about the Lakers. Yeah. I know it's in front of his mind. So, you know, I just got to. Because for some reason, they ain't left his mind. <laughs> he's staring at Miami, and he's still thinking about L.A. So, I don't know if Bron pissed this man off. It's some I don't know job. if the Lakers franchise yeah. has poke, pissed this man off. To poke his off. buttons tonight. Bro, I don't know, man. I, he, he's, and moving he's forward. It's he's an interesting job. individual, bro, because I, I completely agree with Justin. It's like, where did this hostility come from, bro? Like, even if it's a coach that has never won before, if you see the hostility from them after the fact, nine times out of ten, let's, let's just say, Mike Brown has been to a finals before as a head coach, right? Let's say Mike Brown wins the championship with Sacramento next year, starts talking all this, what, what, what Mike Malone is doing. At least we've seen certain things that point from his to point to from his past to say, ah, oh, it was in there. It was in there. It was in there. I'm not talking about on the sidelines. We talk to coaches all day long. You're a different human on the sidelines. In that press room, nine times out of ten, you're you. Yeah. I've never seen Mike. Remember when? Remember when uh, John Wall was out, and he walked up to interview Brad Bill and was like, "I ain't never ever, I ain't never ever seen you <laughs> like this." But it could be to your point about the Nuggets overall, as maybe uh, they got to prove respect. it. It's, you know, oh, we got to prove it. We got to prove it. So he's been here for how many years now? Thinking, man, we're always at the top of the Western Conference, yeah. and yet every year it's always it's LeBron, it's right. Steph, it's you know who X and you know who, whoever you want to throw out there. And so could just be maybe a guy that from all the buildup over the years, now that they've finally gotten to this point, saying, you know what, screw all of you guys. And we finally got here. I've been trying to tell you we've been putting something special together, so I'm just going to fire off everything I got. I mean, I'm not mad at it. You guys know I'm an arrogant person, so <laughs> I, I do believe that there's this, obviously there's a certain level to the arrogance. And my only thing is I feel like, as you said before, I think probably the harping on the L.A. probably thing kind of bothered me, and the job's not done. And I, I really am kind of with Justin more so – if you got your NBA final champ or NBA champion hat on, mm-hmm. if you have it on, dog, shoot! Now you can shoot. <laughs> Say whatever like, you now want. You can do. If, yeah. if Jokic did it, I'll be like, he's been waiting. Yeah. He's been waiting for this right. moment. <laughs> but say, say the Mike Nuggets Malone win. Is like, what are we doing? Say the Nuggets win. This is a valid question. Yes or no? Coach Malone, congrats on the season. Great ring. I know you're happy right now. Looking ahead, looking at the rest of the Western <laughs> Conference. That's a Word. Bill Belichick answer right there. Word. Is, is there somebody on? Is there somebody else that you feel like next year you'll have to address or you'll have to retool this team in order to beat? You know what's funny? Because most coaches, <laughs> most coaches would probably hate that question. I don't think Mike Malone would. 
It's so valid, right? This would be another moment for him to do it again. He would say, I think they're all looking at us. He would say, I yeah. bet you he would be like, I don't have to look at anybody. They're looking at me right now. I think to reframe that even better would to be specifically to mention LeBron and the Lakers. Well, next year, how are you going to handle LeBron reloading on that Lakers team? And how, you know, they're going to come back next year. How are you going to handle them? Just, are you going to do anything to get ahead of you know them coming. In, yeah. the, in the race this offseason? <laughs> Bro. I, I, and the funny thing is, I don't even know if I've ever met Mike Malone. Like, that is the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and restart it, that is amazing. I just obviously couldn't do it in the middle. You go ahead and hit next at the bottom, and then never delete. Yep, and then you can just go ahead and start the next one. You don't have to worry about putting the caption. Uh, no, you can exit out. Yeah, and then just do it. Just do another live. So, um, we're, we're, we're heading out of basketball talk, and hope you're my uh, proof on this. We still haven't gotten to NBA head coaches. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, discard the post. Yeah. No, you're good. Go ahead and go back up to the top. Hit the um. What's on your mind? This is the real there content right here. Right there at the bottom. There we go. This is exactly what it is. This is the. <laughs> I need to get the a scenes. camera on him. This is exactly what it what it is because of this new studio. Uh, our first show on Monday was straight through. Thursday night was by far the worst show. We only had two, but it was the worst show. Today, it started off perfectly fine the first 25 minutes or so, and then I started seeing the skip, and I was like, oh. The, on the corner of your eye. This is, this, let me turn this way so I don't see it. Um, but no, but we still haven't talked to NBA coaches. We will get to that at some point. I do want to, uh, again, as I've mentioned before, we are headed into a different, uh, I don't yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and just claim it. We're heading into a different era just of this media company, and we are headed into just just more growth and just expansion and things of that nature. And, um, again, we've been building this for a couple months now. Well, the, the company itself for years, but just this rebrand, we've been building for a couple of months, and now we're going to be unveiling it over the next couple of weeks. And I told you guys, uh, D-Hoop University – is 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 a talk that talk media product um and a couple months ago probably three four months ago uh i had a conversation with justin and <laughs> before i even get to what it's evolved into i had a conversation with him because i went and listened to a podcast a couple of times and i was just kind of watching from afar and you were doing something called Picking Up Rubber. Yeah. You want to go ahead and explain what that is? Yeah, so essentially it's a Formula One podcast that I started last year and did throughout the entire season. Um, something that I got into, I watch motorsports as well my whole life. That's something that I've watched a lot, you know, NASCAR, all that all that good stuff. But I uh, got into Formula One as well over that time and just wanted a, an avenue to kind of talk about my thoughts, you know, and then uh, get them out there. It's something that obviously being over here in the States, not a lot of people pay attention to. So right. I just wanted to try to find a way to talk about it and get it out to some other people, yeah. So I, I listened to that for so long, and I was like, okay, well, let's see. And and obviously here with this media company, we have to find, uh, <clears throat> pardon, we have to find uh, A, people that fit, and then B, shows that fit, right? And I will always go back to, I forgot which director it was, um, but he was he was on a breakfast club. It, it might have been, might have been, Lee Daniels, now that I think about it. Hmm. And they had asked him, how do you, like, pick people for movies or whatever, right? Or shows or whatever the case may be. And he was like, I know you guys are probably thinking I picked, like, the best actor, right? 
And everybody was like, well, yeah, obviously, like, you have to, right? And he was like, yeah, no, I totally don't. They were like, what? He was like, I think of the duration of the project. How long do I have to be around you? If it's a, if it's a three-week shoot, yeah, I might go with the best actor. I don't have to be around you very much. If we have to go to Costa Rica and have to be around you for three months, yeah. Was it Ryan Cooler, maybe? I think it was, was Lee it Daniels. Cooler? Yeah. Was it? No, no, no. I just threw it out there. I was trying. I was like, Lee, Lee Daniels is standing out to <laughs> me for some reason. Right. But it could have been Ryan Cooler. It could have absolutely been. reason why I want to say it wasn't Ryan, how many times have you heard Ryan speak? Right. <laughs> you dig? So, like, I don't know <laughs> if he really even did a Breakfast Club interview. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's one that they probably got, I was trying got, to think of right? who they might have had on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Lee makes a little more sense than Ryan. Ryan doesn't do anything. Ryan doesn't do any type of media, it doesn't feel like. But uh, as I said before, I, I love the fact, and this isn't necessarily how I draw how I drew it up, but it wasn't drawn up this way, but it just kind of it just kind of ends up this way, or has, it has ended up this way. This team has just been built by UNLV products. It's just what it is. That wasn't necessarily the goal, but now like-minded individuals. It's kind of the goal. So now it, it kind of <laughs> works. So as I said before, I'm sitting and I'm watching what picking up rubber is doing, and I'm. And, and I'm, as I said before, I'm watching from afar, and I'm watching the Formula One buzz, right? And then we get the announcement, right? And then I'm working behind the scenes trying to, you know what I mean, secure some stuff. I'm going to business seminars at our, at our office space at the incubator, and there's this office that they're building next door. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and finally, I hear some noise one day, and we finally asked him, was like, dog, all right, what's that? <laughs> like, who is going to be our neighbor? And he was like, oh, yeah. And he kind of looked at me and was like, you're going to like this. Formula One is next door. Oh. <laughs> I text Justin immediately. So I just want to let you know. So with that said, the Talk That Talk media company has picked up picking up rubber, no pun intended. It is a part of the Talk That Talk media company. And with that being said, I would like to formally announce our auto racing department. And this is something that will be headed by Justin and Matt. And and shout out to Matt because Matt actually did uh, a NASCAR story last year. I forgot what it was even before. It might have even been earlier this year. And uh, obviously was is going through the editing process and I'm, I'm going through it. And I'm texting him about specifics of the race and I told him like, I grew up a Dale Jr. fan. Me too. So, did you? Yeah. So, good to know. So, <laughs> I told him, like, my brother's a Jeff Gordon fan. Okay. So, for whatever it's worth, I hated NASCAR certain nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I got out of it, obviously, as I got older and things of that nature. But just even reading it had me, like, I want to watch. Like, now I want to watch. So, I'm excited that uh, F1 is next door. I actually may have even heard from uh, Dr. Rippy. I think this is on top of the parking garage at the incubator. We can see uh, the training track or the practice track. Oh. So I, we, we asked, was that intentional? And he was like, I asked them and they kind of, you know. Uh, it <laughs> appears that they're they're blessing the people that they're in the, uh, that, that that they're sharing an office space with, so um, definitely can have some fun nights on, oh, yeah. on on that parking garage for sure. But 
as I said before, I'm excited to, to bring Picking Up Rubber to Talk That Talk Media. And uh, just to kind of let you guys know a little bit on uh, behind the scenes, I texted Justin maybe yesterday, maybe two days ago, and I told him that we will talk more after the uh, Stanley Cup Finals for obvious reasons. Sorry about that. So maybe we'll talk Wednesday. Let's do it, yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll talk Wednesday. We'll see what it's happens. Been, it's been a busy playoff run right now, so we're it's a hockey-focused mind at the moment with everything going on, but I'm excited to get back into Formula One. A little bit, man. And just I, I've watched some uh, I've watched some middle-of-the-night broadcasts of uh, – practice mm-hmm. of training where they're just on the tr- or yep. they're just taking laps so to speak and um i'm my hockey expertise is laughing at my f1 <laughs> at my f1 status <laughs> at least i know this part but I, I know how it's i know what the community feels about the paving <laughs> and yeah. uh but no i think that is going to be a 180 you know once this thing really does start to get near and the, the revenue that's supposed to generate and the attention it, once it's felt, it will be acknowledged and put on the proper pedestal yeah. of okay, this is a this is very this is very much something, everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. This is something, and we're lucky that it's here. And I'll admit, I'm gonna be one of those casual like hockey fans from 2017 hey. when everybody was like, I don't really know what hockey is. Any eye is a good eye, man. I'm kind of the exact same way. I, I, outside of the fact that NASCAR and Formula One share the fact that their vehicles, <laughs> their laps, and there's a winner. I don't know anything about Formula One, and I have no problem yeah, saying Yeah, track it. So is way skinnier. I don't remember if it was you or Matt that texted me and asked me something about Formula One, and I was like, you figure it out. Get back you, you. You're, better, you're, better, <laughs> like, you're better off asking Google. No, you're not. You're better off setting the standard. Like I, like I just said, we just started this department. Right. So you asking me about Formula One, I don't know. Yeah. Go <laughs> knock next door. I do plan on getting a video <laughs> game. next door. Knock on them. There you go. No, I have the video game. It, did it already drop? And it is the hardest thing to control. I missed, I mi- I missed the pre-order to get. I missed the pre-order to get the strip. <laughs> okay, so this is completely random. But did you guys see that Lewis Hamilton is dating Shakira? No. Let's I saw there's rumors. I don't know. We'll see. I also there was rumors that uh, one of the other drivers, Fernando Alonso, was dating Taylor Swift for a minute there. So there's been a lot of uh, a lot of things going on in the F. Let's just world. silently root for those guys. <laughs> Let's just silently root for those things to be true with those guys. Somebody, you know what's funny? The reason why I say this is because I got a, a, a super, one of the reasons why I actually started the pod. Uh, my dog, uh, Juan, who I used to work with at the movie theater in L.A., he moved to Philly. So he, w- he would always tell me, I can't catch a show live. Like, do you have a podcast version of it? Then we started a podcast where we didn't talk sports. And he was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, no, but he, he posted it and was like, don't know if it's true. But even if it is true, I don't even know who this guy is. And I replied to the tweet, and I was like, dog, that's a win-win for him. I was like, by the way, he's a Formula One driver. And he was like, oh, no, that's an absolute win for him. You don't have to know me. She does. Yeah. That's the, that's the best part. <laughs> like, who cares, bro? This is Name the greatest value. part. <laughs> who cares? You don't have to know who I am. Um, but, yeah, man, we, we've, we've had a lot of fun on this show, and unfortunately now we got to get to uh, uh, an uncomfortable part of the show. But... We we talked last week and and Mike Hughes was was on the, was on the show and we played. Um, I'll just play it. Maybe should I play it? Should I play it? I don't know where you're going. All right, I'll just play it. So I felt I felt bad. I'm gonna be honest. I felt bad, and I don't even. I very rarely ever feel bad um, about my job, but I felt bad because. When I was paraphrasing the way 
Mike Davis was speaking about kickers, uh, Stevie RT, it came across a way. And I told you guys I was paraphrasing. That's the way it came across to me. Me and Mike haven't talked about it. Uh, me and Mike Davis haven't talked about it. But um, Mike Hughes was here. Mike Hughes was like, that's not something you say. Like, uh, just as a kicker, obviously, I mentioned before, Stevie misses a kick to tie the game at home against Tucson. I asked head coach Mike Davis about it after the game, and he kind of, again, we talk about honest coaches, right? And he was like, I mean, as a kicker, you know what I mean? You live and, buy by, you live and die by this pressure. That didn't hit me away. When he followed it up with essentially like you, you wanted this pressure, it comes with this, that's when it kind of hit me, and I was like, all right, that seems like a little twofold. You didn't have to kind of pile on it. And then I felt like he said something else, and I was like, all right, damn. But I, I did say this to Mike, too. I witnessed in the moment, and this is where I don't know how I would feel as a player because every player is different. I might respect it more if it comes after the game. I probably wouldn't like it if it's in media, obviously. But as soon as Stevie missed that kick, he came to the sideline, and I watched Mike Davis say something to him. And I watched Stevie just looked at him, and he looked away. That wouldn't work for me. He didn't like what he said. Regardless of what he said. He said it to him, at least, right? So that there, there's, there's, there's a form of respect in that. Me, personally, especially if I just cost the team a game, don't talk to me. Give me a second. You got to give me a second. You got to give me a second because this can go left. Yeah, makes it kind of want to know what he said now. Right. But so yeah. encouraging. That's one thing. You know, if it's yeah, it didn't look like it. So I say that to say this is our interview because I played it for Mike after the film. When I heard what Mike said, obviously as an athlete, I was like, "Damn, maybe I brought that across differently." So I played him part of the interview. He looked at me and said, actually, what he said was worse than what you paraphrased. So I just want to go ahead and preface, preface this Vegas Nighthawk uh, segment with this interview. All right, so that was actually my first question for you was, obviously, it's, it's almost like basketball, right? Um, plays are going to be made. Sometimes plays are not going to be made. Sometimes kicks are going to go through. Sometimes kicks are not. However, my question to you is, is kicking still a hurdle for this group? Yeah, I mean, you know, Stevie's been good for the most part, right? He just, he's come down, uh, you know, missed, missed the clutch kick in, in San Diego and missed the clutch kick here, which is literally three yards more than extra point. As a kicker, you kind of sign up for that pressure. And uh, you got to live and die by it. Understandable. Understandable. And then the decision. So that right there. Now that I've just played it back, I remember the part that I said, damn. He said it is literally three yards more than an extra point. If I'm Stevie RT, I'm telling you guys something. Me and Mike Davis would have gotten to it. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't. Don't do me like that. Go easy, yeah. go easy on me. Why are you bringing up this San Diego game? That's, it like, seems like things have been building. What is happening right now? So, it, Phil, catch me up. Normal, normal goalposts, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the no, end wait. zone. Normal, For, no, that's why. That's why I wanted to clarify. Normal length, no. It's it's a little tighter. Mm-hmm. 
It's a little tighter. Alrighty. And so back of the end zone still, which I know the end zone isn't. As yeah, quite I would say it's as back of the end zone, but it's still deep. Yeah. yeah. You know it's what I mean? The field is only fifty yards. So. And um, well, the thing about kickers, I'm man, happy you're asking all these questions because I'm happy because right. we're we're gonna figure out field dynamic field dynamics by talking about this next game. And you let me know if, yeah, kickers, kicking and fulfilling that spot. You know, especially in the last couple of years, I've had a couple of nice conversations with some random folks about this. Mm-hmm. But um, a guy was he's like, you know, they're not looking for for specialized place kickers in the in in football. And, and in sports, they're trying to go find the guys with a leg. Two very different things. Having a Justin Tucker leg and then just having a leg with the ball, very different. Justin Tucker's best kicker in the NFL. Nobody, you know, that's not a great comparison point. But the cream with the crop, ball placement, accuracy kickers, find their way to the league mm-hmm. to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And the guys who are still working for that spot – Probably, you know, have a history, have a background in soccer. Might have a background in rugby. I'm happy you said might the word. Might have a background in a number of things. And I get it. It's a field goal. It looks like the easiest thing. It looks like a free throw. It looks yeah, like the easiest thing right. on the court. I guarantee you there's, you know, as, as much margin for error in this. And then the, the statement, and I'm not going to get on the coach right now, that, that bag, but that, that, um, that, didn't, that didn't put accountability at the forefront because as a coach, you look at the entire game. And you don't, you know, games aren't won and lost on one play. So it let's did walk sa- it back. It did sound a lot like everything was won and lost on that one play, right? Wanted yeah. to be like, I mean, hey, we, we were we were good. So That's I, I wanted. Needed, so we we could play the entire interview if we wanted to, but I did get into two situations with with head coach Mike Davis where a I think they threw the ball at the goal line. It was an interception, and. It was six seconds left, and they had one timeout, and they opted to nil as opposed to running a play. And those were two situations that I was like, mm. did, we, did did we now? I was like, uh, did we? What happens if Stevie talks to the media about that? We're only kicking because we had three tries beforehand to – I didn't say nothing. So, I mean, and, and this is what I've said before, and this is what um, – somebody asked me this before. I've never said it publicly, but this is what I've said before, and I, and I talked to Mike Davis about this. I said, how do you split – GM duties and head coaching duties. Mm-hmm. Like, because, I mean, do you do, like, four hours a day on this, four hours a day on that? Like, how do you split it? And he was like, by Tuesday evening, Great I'm question. done with GM duties. Monday, Tuesday, I, that's GM. Rest of the week is football. The way that this season has played out, somebody asked me before, I think Mike Davis needs to just be GM. I think because he's making great decisions in terms of personnel for the most part. The running game hasn't necessarily panned out, but he's making the decisions, right? Going to go get Devontae Sapp Lynch last year, going to go get Darius Geis this year. They're just not producing. But when you look at some of the coaching questions that you may have, it looks like somebody that has a lot on his plate. That's what it looks like. I've heard somebody say the word preparation to me before. I heard it from a player. The one man band doesn't um doesn't sell out everywhere. Mm. This is what I will say. Now we're at this week, right? Now, I'll be honest. W- Mike and I had a conversation and this was this wasn't off the record, but this was after we we finished uh recording. We had a conversation and was like, now that I'm getting that perspective, I looked at him and was like, is Stevie on his team next week? And he was like, I mean, honestly, for his sake, I kind of hope not. Like, cause it sounds like you. It sounds like you don't got no trust in him. <clears throat> Fast forward to now. Hmm. Um, on the road, 
at Massachusetts, this is a team that has not won on the road yet. They're 0-3. They didn't add one to their to their win column. They dropped this one 49-28. Here's the problem that I have. Stevie goes off for his first kick, first drive of the game. I know last week is on his mind. He comes out, and you would think the worst possible thing is he could miss, right? Oh, this can't get worse. It gets blocked. I said, oh, Stevie didn't just lose confidence. The unit lost confidence. Mm-hmm. This team is in trouble. Special teams is huge. One more, one, one more instance where I said, I'm not going to ask this question just yet. And then I'm watching the game, and it's a fourth and one. They're at about midfield. 25-yard line, right? I think they're down one. You try Stevie out. They throw. It's an interception. And I think back to that interception at the goal line. And after I saw, I thought about the block, the blocked field goal, and then I thought about um, that fourth and one decision. My very first question to head coach Mike Davis was going to be, have you lost faith in Stevie Ortiz? Because you would assume he wouldn't be on the roster if you lost if you lost faith in him. One point game? I would like to fast forward one more time and let you guys know <laughs> I have not talked to head coach Mike Davis. Take from that what you will. Three straight losses for this group. 0-4 on the road. Four and seven overall, pretty much in a win-out situation. You got four games left. You have your home finale coming up on Saturday. Next, well, this team next was in the Saturday. postseason no, this last year, weren't they? Huh? This team was in the postseason last year. No, they were right on the outside looking in though. It, a lot of a lot of half and half games, which which is why, again, respectfully to Mike Davis, I feel like it's starting to build. Over the last two years, there's a lot of one-point losses. There's a lot of two-point losses. There's a lot, of, and his kicking has been horrific. The 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 interesting, and I don't want to say funny, but the interesting thing is, we haven't talked as much about the kicking being bad this year, because it's been better than last year, and it's been terrible this year. So it just kind of gives you an idea what the starting point was for this group. So I, I think that's where. The frustration is starting to set in in Mike Davis. And respectfully, if you're a GM yelling at your TV, we don't see that. I'm starting to get GM frustration in my head coach's press conference. Mm-hmm. It's getting really awkward. <laughs> it is. It's just getting very, very awkward. Yeah, sure. um, you going to bench this guy you going to trade him? <laughs> well, not just like that, but you don't have a 53-man roster. Right. You got a baseball roster. You got yeah. 25, 26 men. And on top of that, you got the USFL, you got the CFL coming along and picking guys out. XFL. XFL. So you have, and you still got guys in it getting NFL tryouts. So let's just call a spade a spade. So, again, when I hear that, when I hear players point to preparation, if this team hasn't had an explosion yet, I think they're headed towards one. Seems like given the comments of everyone in totality, like you said, it's just kind of, and especially with those close losses where you feel like you did enough to win the game and you don't get that win, and in such a short season where every win matters even more than than the NFL does, I can you know I can see how it definitely can start. So to you know Bill Foley better than anybody in this room. 
I can't ask you what he's going to do, but... He'll do what's best for the organization. I'll say that. that thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Politically correct answer. I love people that are in this field. Like, it's so weird when you get a person that, like, can't read a room. Because it's like, I didn't know how to ask that question. But whatever question I was going to ask, that was the answer. That, that was 100%, 100% the answer. Um, and you know his mentality with the Golden Knights. It's all in all the time. So right. Whatever he takes on, he's going to make sure it goes all in. And this is year two for the Nighthawks. A lot of people are sitting there like, well, Bill's probably not going to make a decision. And I look, Bill's not going to what? What? Do y'all know who that is? Do I think he will fire Mike Davis? No. Do I think he will tell Mike Davis to hire a head coach? Yes. Do I think he will tell Mike Davis, do you need me to hire a GM? Just let me know. Because you can only do one of these at this point. Like, I think Bill Foley will have that conversation in about maybe a month's time. Because like I said, if you look at the roster, I, I continue to say it. Mike hasn't made bad decisions. How's quarterback? A former league MVP. Problem is he's hurt. Mm-hmm. And then Joe Mancuso last night or Saturday gets hurt. He's the only quarterback that was dressed. Hard to win like that. It happened last year as well. Again, Vegas, I said it last year. This is what an expansion team looks like. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to look. <laughs> not the aces. Yeah, not the word. Not, not, the, not, not the, the knights. Knight. Even the aviators gave you a PCO championship yeah. in 2019. That that's those are all outliers. Um, it probably doesn't help either that you have the best team in the West coming to the Dollar Loan Center next week or this week rather. But home finale against the Bay Area Panthers and this league is so weird. Northern Arizona two years ago had one win. They won it all last year. Bay Area was the worst team in the IFL last year. They're the best in the West right now. Just to give you an idea of how quickly it can change, so who knows? Who knows what can happen with this Nighthawk group from year to year? It appears that the ship is ready to leave the dock for this season. After that home finale, they have three games on the road to end the season. We'll see what happens. Uh, Other football talk, Raider content day. Really, as I said before, I'm not I'm not gonna do it to myself. I don't get football until August. So we have to limit this conversation. Because <laughs> I refuse to get excited. I refuse to get passionate. And I don't get to watch grown men run into brick walls <laughs> I, I just, into, for another two months. <laughs> Madden twenty four has been trending in the last couple of days. Okay, and then I, like, I, like, said, I like where you took this. I no, but I hit the same wall because I was like, all right, hold on, I'm not gonna play with this. What's the release date? All right, yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> August 17th for early access. I'm like, that's two months, man. If y'all get this off my TL. I got an NBA draft in between. I got a WNBA All-Star game in between. I got the Home Run Derby in between. Getting me sold on these sack animations. (laughs) This is prime time in the NFL for those... Top ten lists on Instagram for the you know who, oh, who's top, better yeah. than this who, who you know who, what's going to go down here rankings. yeah this is just all the uh, you know the, the water cooler talk time before I we am. actually get into things one 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 fool that I am I can't wait to watch is Michael Mayer okay I think that <clears throat> yeah. brother might turn it up for real for real next year how bold are you ready to be bold enough that I won't disrespect Gronk. Okay. Okay. But okay. okay. All right. I like where you went. We're bold enough to to need to be calmed down a little bit. I like where we're going. I like where we're going. I'm Uh, like I'm like Josh, New England, tight end. Keep going, Jimmy. Keep going. Uh oh. There's an assistant we Uh, got. 
All right. All right. Now, you said every point that I was getting ready was, to mention. This team was 4 0 in the preseason last year. <laughs> okay, that's where I'll stop. You can relax. You can you cannot like Jimmy Garoppolo all you want. And I'm gonna go off the rails for a split second. I said this when Denver made the trade for Russell Wilson. I looked at what they gave up, similar to everybody else, and was like, damn, you guys give up a lot. However, similar to an all-star team, right? If you want somebody on, who are you taking off? Who would have been my nah, you can't, this is the one that breaks it for me. It was no offense. I'm not giving up a tight end when I'm trading for Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. When he's productive, somebody he would like to it's have. a tight end. <laughs> if you want Jimmy Garoppolo to be productive, you go get him a tight end. Now, I was at work, and I'm bartending. I'm behind the bar. My manager walks up and says something. He always wants to talk sports. When he walks <laughs> up, he's shot to Stephen. That's he one of the funniest things about this too. Folks know that, that you For can't sure. you can't you can't run away from the conversation For, at all. I'm I'm behind a bar trying to make a long item or something. And he <laughs> walks up in random conversations. He was like, X, Y, and Z is the uh rookie of the year. And I looked at him. I said, I'm not being a homer. I said, I'm just telling you, I don't care if the Raiders win seven games. The Raiders are going to use Michael Mayer a lot. A whole hell of a lot. That brother's going to be catching passes. Do I think he's going to be Kyle Pitts breaking rookie records for tight ends? Maybe not. Might be better than second year Kyle Pitts, though. But he's going <laughs> to. I hope so. Damn. <laughs> that was a good one. Damn, that was a good one. Do we have a symbol? Never mind. We, we, we need a symbol <laughs> sound for that one because that was a great one, actually. Uh, no, Fan- but in fantasy. all honesty. Sorry, fantasy. I do yeah. think it, it burns you sometimes. It, it will piss you off. It will piss you off. It will make you look at somebody a whole different way. Trust me. You'll just stare at them. Um, but no, but in, in all honesty, I do think that's the offensive rookie of the year. I, I, I think it shocks a lot of people. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has proven that he will lean on his tight end, and I think he's going to get a lot of opportunities in his offense. Can I get one more Raiders question? Yeah, we got yeah. at least, what do we have? Three more minutes on it. At least three more. Yes or no. Just yes or no right now. One answer is, is, the, is the betting favorite. But yes or no. Will Brady... Wear a jersey this year. No. You, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't I think he enough. will. I, I, I got enough. I, would I be surprised if he does? No, because he seems to just always come back no matter what. But I just think at this point, I just feel like, given what we saw last year, it's 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 time to let it go. It, he was was he he was okay last year. He wasn't terrible. Right. But to his standard and how he holds himself. He was and, terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to that standard, I have he was, no problem saying it. Brady, Brady was bad last year. Yeah. Brady was bad last year. Brady had two games that made us be like, oh, he's back. And then the next week we were like, oh, no, he's back. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that nah, was two Tom, picks against who, Detroit? Yeah, no, nah, this is bad. I feel like Tom had such an effort mentality with Tampa at the end. For sure. And, and that, was the, that was the consensus, I feel yeah. like, around the line. That's your the senior office. year, dog. Like, high school, middle yeah, school, yeah. college. It doesn't matter. He, he said, think about all of your senior years. Facts. Thanks, bro. Get this out of my face right now. I almost said a super bad line, and I can't do it. And then I, just, I just feel like he's getting the uh, the temptation and let this let this physical not clit not look right. Yeah. And uh, push comes to shove. I don't think we're throwing Brian Hoyer out there. Who did they go get? What backup? What other backup did they go get from from New England? You might get Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah. You might get Brian Hoyer back there. You might have to do just 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 counter uh, counter blessings, my man. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo is not healthy, 
I think the Raiders are really bad, and I think the Raiders are in the sweepstakes for Caleb Williams next year. I, I just think thing. it just is what Not it is. Not a bad card to play. No. With the way that this franchise is. It's going to be a long seven months of the regular season if that's I watched happens. people throw things at six Josh months. McDaniels. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I don't. You did that. You're the reason why I laughed. I was not going to laugh. But I watched people. And this is the interesting part because the Raiders have never struck me as like a halfway fan base. This is the only time ever in my life. And shout out to my cousin Tim. Tim Brown. Uh, like I tell you guys all the time, I have blood ties to the Raiders. But I'm going to call a spade a spade. I have never seen that fan base be half-hearted. I watched them throw stuff toward the tunnel after Josh had walked through. So they didn't really want to hit him, but they wanted him to know, hey, we're getting sick of this shit. I'm letting you know. <laughs> uh, hey, so, but they didn't hit him, but they was letting yeah. him know, I'm just letting you know something. Things will start to connect this year if the Raiders are that bad. So I don't know if Josh <laughs> can afford that. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> last one, I guess, or – do you guys think this is a potential playoff team? I don't think so, personally. No. The AFC is so gross, bro. Yeah, like, there's just it's, nasty. it's so stacked. It's, so it's really muddy. Crazy over there. Who went to uh, Indy? Anthony Richardson is there, but who did they get? Anthony. Do they have a they, vet. They still they got, have, to have a vet. Well, they um, yeah they they brought in um, they brought yeah, in Minshew. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, Gardner could start right away. Yeah, he could. But Gardner the thing scaring is, me with them two games in Philly. He looked bad last year. Right. No, I, I mean that he <laughs> with could a good start. Team. That's the but that Anthony yeah. could take the job by week two or three. Because well, I the think goal would be to, for Anthony to take it at some point throughout the year. No later than I would assume week eight. I think I think Anthony's getting touchdowns by week two. At the latest, whether it's a so design you think he's run. Be a Trey Lance situation. Yes, I think he is getting <laughs> touchdowns early in the season and will be effective in the world, dude. A speed. I really op- like that. A that speed call. option or any version of. A shotgun can be a triple read mm-hmm. with Ant and Jonathan Taylor to just be ready to go. And then you still yeah. got guys like Molly Cox and Michael Pittman and Alec Reynolds or Alec, uh, you know what I mean. But no, so that, if, that, that division is fun to watch because that's the, that's, that's yeah. NCAA 24 down there, AFC South. Literally. Every other division will be a dogfight. That's just kind of the nature of the beast now, too. A lot of those teams are going to knock themselves out and, yeah. you know, and the way injuries go and narratives go. Uh, glass half full, half empty for me still. It, it, it's right on the cusp. I think that uh, they might mess around and and be good, uh, but I'm I'm I generally lean optimistic with most of my takes about folks that I'm buying in on, and wouldn't wouldn't shock wouldn't shock me if this team's in the top ten again next year in the draft as well. I'd be just I'd be very disappointed though. I'd be very disappointed. Last a lot of talent there. Oh, another thing. The Raiders can't afford it with Devontae Adams either. That brother, yeah. Yeah. He, I said it last year. I understand that this is the first. And I don't know Devontae. Like, don't know him personally. Uh, have this story idea that I would love to talk to him about, and I do believe that I can get this done. Um, we watched Devontae be challenged professionally last year to a, a level and a degree that we had never seen. I don't think he handled it the way he wanted to about half the time. But it was real. It was 100% real. <laughs> Are you guys ready for 18 more weeks of that? Not if it's not. He will tell the Raiders this is not what I thought. He I said, didn't for. he say that like a month ago? I'm just saying, bro. I'm <laughs> right. just saying. I think back to your point. If, <laughs> right. if he doesn't and, yeah. see Caleb Williams walking through the door in a year, or he doesn't yeah. see that opportunity of the number one pick, then. I think if you guys. <laughs> but to get to that point, like I you I think mentioned. if you sell him on that, he's going to look at you and be like, I'm out. I'm out right I now. Think you have to kind of play both sides. You're going to be like, well, we're going to go all in. And then when you hit week 
10, 11, and things maybe aren't going the way, you're like, well, j- just give it a minute here. We'll see how things play but out. didn't you but... do that last year <laughs> and say, well, the I Jimmy know, I know we're bitching yeah. Derek Carr, but trust me with, with this one. Uh, last football topic that I have for right now, um, some again, my manager, Steven, brought it up to me at work, and I thought this was a very valid question. He's going to end up helping with this show just by default with these conversations <laughs> he has. Um, he asked me, where does DeAndre Hopkins go? Y'all want to give me a short answer? I don't know. Okay. I feel yeah. like every every news clip I see of him is he's just visiting with another team and another okay. team and another team and it's it's I think he's doing a good job of as a free agent for the first time just kind of doing his due diligence but I think at the end of the day when you look at okay it's Mahomes or it's Allen I the opportunity for him to go to one of those quarterbacks when he's he's not had that quarterback luck and his entire career I think that might be hard to pass on. So you want to give me a team or no? But or you kind of just gave me two. But uh, do you want to give me I a team? I think he goes to one of those, tries to find a way. Is Seattle a dark horse? Mm. So I think he's right going now, somewhere that'll give him a, a, a. I don't think he's going somewhere for the minimum. So, if, mm. interesting. So, hmm, damn, I like both points. All right. So, going back to your point about is Seattle a dark horse? Going back to Justin's point, I think everybody's a dark horse. <laughs> so like, I think he is doing his due diligence. I think he's going to go see everybody. I, I did say this. I don't know DeAndre Hopkins from a can of paint. Never met the man. Um, Again, we'll tell him this. Obviously, don't think it would it would, it would change his, his his demeanor or his his um, outcome by any by any means. We're gonna learn a lot about DeAndre Hopkins in the next couple of weeks. Out of respect, you take that meeting with my, with with Tennessee and Mike Vrabel because of the relationship you have with him. Out of respect for what New England is and Bill Belichick is, you go take that meeting. If DeAndre Hopkins was to sign in one of those places. Or, similar. I hate to say it, yes, Geno went crazy last year, but we, we, we believed before last year we knew what Geno was. Even if he signs in Seattle, Justin just made the, 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 the finger sign with the cash. <laughs> I'm going to go bigger than that. I'm looking at a whole lot of stat padding. True. If you go there, Why? <laughs> why? You're only going so you can put up these crazy numbers. Nobody's standing next to you. I look at Baltimore. <laughs> I look at Philly. Who cares if you have three catches a game for 43 yards? We're winning. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Tennessee, I done learned a whole lot about DeAndre Hopkins. And this is one person that I will go on record to say, I don't feel like I know anybody until I meet him. Yeah. I feel like DeAndre Hopkins has given us enough of him to where we know who he is. I will be absolutely shocked if he signs in New England, Tennessee, Seattle. You said you wanted to win, dog. The NFL now, though, is just so cutthroat that I will – and I already know none of us are like this, but – I might. Yeah, no, keep, go ahead. <laughs> no, keep getting, keep getting them checks. But in the NFL, is particularly, you look like you look at a guy like Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. just got dropped. I got 5,000 rushing yards over the last five years. I, what, what am I supposed to do? I haven't hit 30 yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe he did this year. You look at Hopkins – 99 on Madden. Word. Multiple years. I was about to say that. <laughs> Why are we getting cut again? So, those are questions that all front offices ask. We're going to see. I don't know. Zeke settled for a miniature contract wherever he's at right now. We'll remember. Somewhere. Did he ever sign? I don't know if he did. I don't think Zeke ever did. I know the Cowboys are interested in doing exactly what you just said. They're interested in bringing him back on kind of a, a, a minimum. Contract. Because they knew what the market was. Yeah. And. Good point. With Hop, you know. This pushing 30, 
No, he, he, he hop is thirty. Somebody yeah. gonna hop thirty. Somebody gonna give you ten, bro. You better go get your ten, dog. Okay, I'm not mad at that. Like, I'm not mad at that take. Honestly, I can't be mad at it. But just because that league is like that, you, you there's like a point of no return for some players. Yeah, no. Hell where yeah. it's like, all right, man, you might not want to settle for a minimum contract. Like I yeah. understand you on that because you know thirty one. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. So when you asked about uh, why is Hop getting cut, I'll tell you why Hop is getting cut because Hop was in on that decision. Yeah, culture. It was a culture. Yeah, something went wrong. It was some bad water down there. K- Kyler won't be ready at the start of OT. Oh, okay, all right. Who we got as a back? Okay, all right. He's he standing next to. Okay. He said, "Question: We still got Colt McCoy." <laughs> so do me one favor. Give me my papers. Dog, you. Oh, my, stu- give my me stuff. My stuff is gone. My Which stuff is, is gone. Why, with all due respect. Why are we going to Tennessee? Lateral move. Or backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like I said, if you are cool with not being the star, I don't know these teams, right? But I think there are at the very least three teams that will be like, we can Oh, do I got this one today. for you, too, yeah. yeah I think we, Baltimore is least that list. We didn't, we didn't mention yeah. Cleveland, who dropped a new team logo today. I saw that, yeah. Did they? <laughs> I saw while we were recording. Is it as bad as the team? I'll show you. What do you I really like Jacoby Brissett. It was, was voted on by the fans. To begin with. Mm. That Jacoby s- was doing the stuff there. He was. Jacoby can play football. A Jacoby reunion with Josh McDaniels would have been pretty nice this season. Is, is Jacoby signed? I believe he is. We said well, we're done finished, with football. We have the, a problem. He finished the year yeah. in Miami We have a year, serious problem. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be finished with football by 10.30. <laughs> what is so. wrong with us? I didn't look back and was like, what was the last <laughs> clip? Not bad. I talked a whole lot of mess about that, and I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it a Simple. lot. Damn, that's really cool. Um, so, okay. So and did we you get, guys you know, gave the us that, what, four wins now? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what's funny? This is how I knew that it was bad, and we're not even about to, like, talk about the, the, the podcast conversation with Deshaun, Wax, with, with Deshaun Watson, but – even in in the midst of that, right? They were trying clearly with the NFL. They're trying to sign him, and they're doing all these different things. So it forces you to split hairs. Now you have to not ignore what he's facing right now or what he's alleged of doing, and think football. When I was forced to do that, I said, "Damn, there goes his career." And everybody was like, "Well, I need you to separate the." No, I did. He went to Cleveland. Talking about Deshaun, yeah. <laughs> They're going to find a way how to waste a brilliant talent. Watch them win six games next year. And I have all the belief in the world in Deshaun Watson. Remember how you said the ball starts doing weird things? It tends to happen on Cleveland Gridiron. They still got to go through Baltimore, <laughs> Cincy, and Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett will pick them apart. <laughs> I'm telling you something. No, I, I did believe, in the last game I of the believe season. in Pittsburgh next year. I do a I, lot. I, I actually I do, a lot. I do as well. Do as well. Music You're telling me you don't believe in? Grew up a Steelers fan. Oh, <laughs> gross, 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 gross! I'm getting out of here. Um, damn, that just changed everything right there. I'm about to get kicked out the door. <laughs> not you're not about to get kicked out. <laughs> Seriously, I'm a Packer fan, so I got one up on you. No, um, uh, but <laughs> by the way, uh, the person they employed the person Mike Tomlin and the, went and got Brian Flores. They all right by me. Word. The person who. Uh, who actually does the Talk That Talk theme song, uh, 2K. He's a Pittsburgh fan. 
And I came to school the day after the Super Bowl <laughs> with my World Heavyweight Championship. I had big gold on my shoulder. Oh, look at and that. the homie was like, "You, I will rip everything that you own right now." Uh, so shout out to 2K for definitely. Like I told him, you, you come on, bro. You've seen him. You've seen your team win before. Yeah. I haven't. Let me go crazy. Funny story about that too, because I was in middle school at the time, a long time ago. But I was. Uh, my one of my teachers in middle school, she was uh, a huge Packers fan. Okay. And so she, I mean, I'm talking like Packers stuff on all four walls of the classroom. <laughs> so I had to walk in that next morning. And I was just like, oh, this is gonna suck. I gave my little congratulations, <laughs> shook her hand, was, went on my way. But uh, it was a rough one. I, I was truthfully a weird kid. When we talked about Matt earlier, I would have <laughs> asked for in-house suspension. <laughs> I would just send me to the dean, Doug. Like I don't, I can't yeah. do it today. I would have broke out in high. So I would have been like, I can't do this. <laughs> I will today. stand by the door. No, let me sit in the hallway. Like, you, like, like you put the desk when you right missed there? that test, let me sit in the hallway. Let me sit in the hallway. You see what football does to us? I don't even want to talk baseball anymore. I don't want to talk. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about the aviators because they're a lot brighter to talk about than the athletics. Typically, actually, no, let's switch it up because the athletics are, are not in their typical state of peril, right? I, I told my barber, who's a, uh, you know, we, we, please we, God tell me he's not an athletic fan. No, but we look at the oh. numbers. We look at okay. the odds. And uh, he, he's a, he, he, he does his thing. He does his thing with the, with the, with the sports book. And uh, I was like, hey, man, this was I got a haircut on Friday, I believe. I was like, hey, watch these A's string together a couple. Because he's the one of he, – he just tends to call some of the right long shots or, you know, offbeat picks. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? I sat down in the chair at like 4.30. They were playing at like 4 against mm-hmm. uh, Milwaukee. Forgot. Yep, Brewers. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time my cup was done, an hour and a half later or something like that, he was like, Three nothing A's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So let me tell you how right you were and you didn't even realize it. Uh, last year, we had, again, a reoccurring conversation. This is what happens when when teams are bad. So it's different. How much, more, how much worse can it get? <laughs> Word. It's, you got to have fun with it at some point, yeah. if you, especially if you know you're going to be bad. You just got to have fun with it. We were trying to figure out essentially the race to the top pick. Like, it's, it's us or Pittsburgh. Let's just lose. Let's just lose out and see who can do it better. Why not? And the athletics did it better. But um, I say that to say, we, we talked about it this year, and I said, no, the athletics are bad. And not only are they bad, they are headed toward historically bad. Pittsburgh's in the NL Central. Pittsburgh has played Oakland twice this year. Mm-hmm. Oakland's won both of them. Milwaukee is in the NL Central. <laughs> Maybe we should move the A's to the NL Central. They're 5-0 and against the NL Central this year. They just picked up their first sweep of the year. This is what I found interesting. I was looking at some analytics, right? And this is what kind of blew me. Because I, I did get excited for the moment and say, all right, we're on to something here in, in, in Oakland. They got something together. And then something hit. And I'm reading this, this uh, analytic page. And they said prior to this series start, or prior to this five-game win streak, the Athletics were slated to finish 31 and 131. Oh my lord. Which would be the worst baseball team in the modern era. <laughs> Doesn't even sound real. It 100 percent does not sound real. <laughs> it sounds like, like what does that add up to? Hold on. It sounds you know like, what it adds it up to. Sounds yeah. like the show, and you're purposely trying to be bad. Like it sounds like King Griffey Jr. is coming out and we know it, so let's just be bad. Yeah. With this five-game win streak, guess how many wins they've added to their win total? Projected? Yeah. <laughs> At least 12. 
you got for me? Five. You know, they won five games, right? All right. <laughs> it's in between both of y'all's, but you're 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 on the right path. You got to double what you did. Okay. I got excited and said five straight wins. Then I looked yeah. at the projected win total now and said, all right, 41 and 121. It doesn't look that bad. All right, all right, <laughs> We're all right. There. We're, We're getting there. All right. You're telling me there's a chance. Um... I don't that know is a lot of losses in one calendar year. I don't know what to Jesus. make of this. I don't. I don't know what to make of this. Uh, it's Dewey Ruiz. Let's let's do that really quick because I talked about people that's, that's not marketable, right? They don't seem like the athletics have anybody that they can, that they can market around. Aside from uh, Seth Brown, again, I cover the team. And Ruiz didn't come to mind. Let that sink in. That's it. That's it. And I, I'm not being disrespectful. Hopefully it doesn't come off disrespectful. I think management gets what I'm saying. Do you think that there's <clears throat> – and let's mention mention the Aviators. Um, did they play over the weekend? Yes, and we're headed to them next. Did uh, some of the – so go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. We'll, to the we'll, yeah, we'll, well, I'm gonna finish up the athletics. You got something on the athletics right now? Well, my thing's kind of on the synergy between the two. So yeah. let me do the athletics first, then, and then we'll do that going to the to the aviators. So as of right now, the athletics are 17 and 50. They were 12 and 50. <laughs> Damn it, y'all better recognize. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you know what I realized? Projected totals are going. <laughs> Relax. You know what I realized all year long? I know we just started doing this radio show again last week, but. Last year, we gave up on the games behind. Now, you've never seen how I do the rundown, but you've seen how I do the rundown. So the second tier, essentially, we talk about the record, look at the standings, things of that nature. The aces, we don't ever got to talk about games behind, things of that nature, because they're always <laughs> first, right? But with the athletics, we typically update people on how many games they're out of first and how many games they're behind the next spot. About maybe, maybe right before All-Star break last year, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to... It's thirty plus. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys. At the, we'll talk to you guys at the end of the year. That's why we started to figure out. Yeah. Let's just track the other bad teams. Let's just figure out. It's a race in a different. Yeah. Way. Let's exactly. Let's Tank, look, let's look at a different race. Yeah. Exactly. So, right now, I, I wrote it out and I said, "This is probably the last time I'm going to do it this season. It's the first time I've done it, and it's probably going to be the last time." They are twenty-five and a half games out of first. Right there. With about less than twenty games left in the season. Baseball season in the in uh, the aviator season, yeah. Oh no, no, we're talking oh. athletics. Okay, okay, we're talking athletics. Gotcha. So actually, in the aviator, still they're both going to about the same time. So we got three more months. Yeah. So which is why I was getting ready to say mm-hmm. twenty five games out. Like we didn't see crazier and things. That's happen. why. Yeah, in <laughs> baseball, teams will hit a slide. They we we've seen it before, and we've seen like nasty stretches, like twenty two and four type stretches. However, they're not gonna do it. <laughs> that's number one. They're not going to do it. And number two is you have to have a situation where it's almost like the AL Central, where everybody, everybody is kind of mid. giving you a chance. <laughs> where everybody's kind of mid. Texas is not going to give you a chance. No. Hell, even the Angels this year, they might not give you a chance. So They won't plummet. They, they, they better not. Who, the Athletics? The Angels. Plummet like that, yeah. They probably will. Um, <laughs> you just heard what team name you just said right there. Yeah, exactly. Like the Chargers. Which, you know? which is why. Full circle. All right, you know what? <laughs> I like callbacks on shows a lot, you and I'm not gonna lie to you, I ain't like that one. You didn't want me to put that, 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 that group. Deep. I didn't like that one at all. I don't know if you know, but I grew up an Angel fan. 
So I have yeah. mad angel stuff at home. And, uh, oh, Don Logan knows this, by the way. And he <laughs> loves bringing it up. Um, I grew up a Pirates fan, too. I'm all Pittsburghed out. So I, I went through some lean years baseball. I don't really care anymore. Yeah. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Because you know what? You know what's funny? You talk about reoccurring topics and things of that nature. And, like, I don't know if you saw, but my eyes kind of welled up. <laughs> like, dog. To think that the Angels are one of those teams, that it doesn't matter what they do, you look at it, you go, mm, prove it to me. Because I agree. Like, that's <laughs> the more uncomfortable part. Like They are. They're one of them. Which is why I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I- I've been saying on this radio show for the last two years, I'm about to go be a Washington National. Hey, I can't do it. So are the Raiders. Something, bro. I don't know, man. I can, I can only take one piss poor team a year. Like, I can't do it. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. And you know what's so funny about it? It gets me the way that, our, that football conversation gets me. Every time we talk athletics, I go to the Angels. It never fails. <laughs> and I end up just going off and being like, you guys, like, I feel like I was in an abusive relationship and I haven't let it go. I don't, it's like, I don't know whether to feel better or worse than the team. Yeah, <laughs> the I, worst, le- I left you and I can't leave you alone. Like, yeah. I can't do it anymore. Uh, but when you asked where they're going to plummet, I thought you were talking about the athletics because the AL East Eden, Tampa Bay, that I said Eden. <laughs> they are Eden, the rest of the East. But the AL East leading Tampa Bay Rays are headed to Oakland. So the reason why I said that is because that three-game sweep of the Brewers was in Milwaukee. This team plays better like you on said, the road. They don't like playing there. They've played better on the road for the last two years. The Chargers made that playoff run two seasons ago, and Keenan Allen said, no, we prefer to play on the road. We don't have a home base here in Carson. That was three years ago. We don't have a home base yeah. here in Carson. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I'm just waiting for somebody in Oakland to say it. I told you guys before, these athletes have told me when they get called up, that's the biggest moment of their lives. First-time call-ups usually don't have an issue. Yeah. But you look at somebody, oh, I'm going to set a name. Right, but foreshadowing. They got, some, they got some home games in. Yeah, yeah, but you, be... you, you look at some of these other players that have come through and they've had some MLB experience. These guys get caught up, and they're like, Doug, we eat better out here. We have better facilities out here. The weather is better out here. Like, I don't know. It, nobody likes, in terms of the athletic, the just the baseball feel around this uh, franchise, nobody likes anything that Oakland has to offer at the present moment. This team is 7-24 and 24 at home this year. So, there goes that. The Aviators, they went on a five-game win streak of their own. I told you guys on Thursday. Um, they had that win streak snapped by Sacramento. That actually started a string of three losses in a four-game stretch to end the series. They ended up taking the first two games against Sacramento. Ultimately, they ended up splitting that series with Sacramento, with the River Cats. Um, the Aviators have um, – first of all, they were – they were aided and boosted mainly by uh, the bat of Tyler Soderstrom. Obviously, if you if you pay attention to the athletics organization, you understand that Tyler Soderstrom, Zach Geloff, those are kind of the next guys that are up. However, I've had a lot of conversations just with people within the organization, and um, there's one thing that's holding Tyler back, and it's it appears to be confidence in the field. Uh He's played catcher. Uh, obviously, he's a catcher by trade, but he's played a lot of first base. Like his last home stand, he played a lot of first base, mm-hmm. and he's obviously you know you know what it you know what it's like when you move a catcher to first base. Yeah. You're gonna have some moments where oh he probably should have dug that one out. 
he's not going to dig that one out. He's just he, he's getting used to it. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen that many blunders over at first base. However, a lot of people question if that may be the ultimate spot for him because there's just not a a comfort level mm-hmm. behind the plate for him. And when I talk about the comfort level, this is where it gets a little uncomfortable for me. When I hear people talk, I don't know that it's not the comfort level in Tyler. It might be the comfort level in Tyler behind the plate, if that makes yeah. sense. Again, I've told you guys before, I'm not saying that the Athletics do not believe in Tyler Soderstrom. I am not saying that. I am saying they are questioning if Tyler Soderstrom is a catcher by trade. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a bat like that, you're going to find a spot for him. So right. At, at, at this point, this is the, the uncomfortable period of, okay, we got to figure out something mm-hmm. here and – you don't want to stunt any progress by switching them around at different positions and not letting them learn one thing and stick and focus on one thing at a time. But you're going to find a spot for a guy like that if you can hit at any level. And it, <laughs> you kind of just talked about it, but the swing looks so pure. Like when you when you have intangibles like that, as you said before, we've seen it before. Yeah, We've seen terrible players def- defense-wise. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to start – He's going to start 120 of these 160 games. It just is what it is. You're going to see him out there. Um, Pardon. But the Aviators, and I'm going to pull it up on my phone right now because I don't know what the hell is going on with this Wi-Fi once again. (laughs) But let's see if I can give you guys one quick update really quick. Um, I do have it for you, don't I? Let me know if you want any updates on the stadium. Uh, Do you have an update really quick? Give me a give me a quick update really quick while I pull up these standings. Yeah, just that uh sessions resume this week and I think the timeline I still think that it is going to come to fruition out of this special session. The decision is just going to take some time. It's going to take some time still because uh lawmakers are pretty serious at the fact that no, we, you know, we're not this was never going to be a rush through. So the fact that we didn't finish the bills that we were going to do originally by our deadline Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that we're going to come back here for a day and just say yes and pass it. Right. Yeah. We're going to work in the amendments that we can to appease all sides while we're hashing it out. You yeah. know, We're going to negotiate while we're at the table. Right. So, yeah, timeline, I, you know, it's going to be – it could go into later in the summer because they're mm-hmm. kind of wanting to spend some time with their families for a little bit. Yeah. So – just an interesting dynamic, but it might get a little quiet on the home front for that one, but I don't think it works still being done. They're back in session now, and this all could process as fast as this week still, but we'll see. So, the, again, the, the spectrum on that is pretty wide. The Aviators, as of right now, they are 23, excuse me, they're 29 and 34 on the year. They are tied for fourth in the PCOS. The problem is, it's five teams in the PCOS. <laughs> so, uh, there's that. Uh, but, I talked to, I talked to Daryl about it last week. Now, I know we joke sometimes with the athletics and be like, so you're telling me there's a chance. No, there's still a chance with the Aviators. The problem is the league lead, or excuse me, the division leading Reno Aces, 35 and 28 on a year. Of course, they're of the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. You're not that far behind. So, I mean, if you really think about it, you're six wins out. I mean... I don't know if you go get those wins, but <laughs> that's a week. Right, exactly. You play well, and that's exactly what it is. And you and you want to bring this back full circle. The Reno Aces are in town starting tomorrow. No time like the there present. No time like the present. And, we'll see and, if they and take to care make of that it. happen. Yeah, you need them to lose some games. So now you're in yeah. control. 
make them lose them. <laughs> now this is the time to do it. I'll give you guys my dad's tip in, and we are headed out of here. Um, where are we at? Okay, cool. <laughs> if you would have known the text I just got, dog, what? Um, all right. So my dad's tip in. My dad's tip in today is a simple one. Congratulations and thank you for the great fights and enjoy your truly well-deserved retirement. Amanda the Lioness Nunes, the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time. Of course, if you guys are, are avid listeners of the show, my dad is a John Jones fan. You cannot tell that man he is not the GOAT. <laughs> Pretty hard to argue with him. I agree with you, Pops. Uh, and I, you got three people at this table, that, or three people that agree with you at this point. Um, or two people. Do you agree? I agree. Three people. Agree. Three people that agree. <laughs> Um, Amanda, you showed us a female version of Mike Tyson when that intensity was on. When she was in the zone, it was just a matter of how, how bad she was going to beat the hell out of her opponent. I saw a few fights where she even eased up and kind of just worked out the opponent when she easily could have ended it. She did it with grace. She did. She, she like... I hate to say it. That, that was the one thing about Amanda that bothered me. She played with her food sometimes. She was nice. She was nice to her. Yeah, right. She's probably a sweetheart. Like, Well, yeah, Amanda is a sweetheart. But she was nice to her opponents while landing... Vicious combinations. That makes it worse. <laughs> like I look, I look back to the, I almost. Never mind. No, I'll say it. That Felicia Spencer fight. <laughs> I was like, dog. Okay, Felicia shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't shouldn't have been in there with you. But I don't know, man. Uh, Amanda, your accomplishments are etched in stone. Next stop, the UFC Hall of Fame. Unless a beast comes out of nowhere and we need for Amanda to come back for one more fight <laughs> to solidify that she's the baddest woman on the planet. I'll end this show by saying this one thing. I had a conversation with somebody about Amanda being a GOAT recently, and I said the, the one argument for Amanda that kind of ceases all other arguments is any other name that you mention, Amanda's got a dub over. Now, shout out to your dad for bringing Amanda, for bringing Amanda up because mm -hmm. I have four things written down here. Uh-oh. For what we were going to talk about uh -oh. today, I, I would like to mention <laughs> the one that I actually wanted to mention. This might not be the last. Uh, it's, like you said, there's a chance that um, she could return, of course, because mm -hmm. she's not like she ain't got it. Yeah. But um, I don't think this is the last uh, card that she will be at the top of. We'll see what happens. To be continued. Until next time, guys. Keep on talking. It is be crazy, huh?